Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello guys, today we discuss about Amazon, how you can sell on Amazon, how you can get results, how you can grow on Amazon. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Chad Rubin. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, big pleasure, big pleasure. You know, I have uh, many customers who are looking for ways how to grow, how to find new channels because we usually pay more attention to SEO, sometimes digital marketing. But uh, I know that Amazon can sell much better than any other channels because of this mindset, because of this audience, customers who are looking for ways to buy. It's not like on Facebook or Google, you need to change this mood from uh, info content to buying mood. But on Amazon, people are ready. They want to change their heart and money with products. Uh, before we start, Chad, let us know about you, about your background, and why you decided to share with us about this topic. Yeah, so I've been in e-commerce now for 15 years. I uh, started in 2009, maybe even earlier than that, selling vacuum filters, coffee filters, air filters, multi-channel, so not just Amazon, but also eBay, Overstock, Wayfair, my own website, which was initially on Magento, and then we migrated to Shopify. Uh, then I started the Prosper Show along uh, with three other people, co-founded that, and a software called Stubana, which I sold last uh, in 2021 of April. And now I've been really hunkering down and understanding this concept of dynamic pricing. And in a fast driven marketplace like Amazon, that pricing should never be static. It always should be dynamic. And how do we capitalize on that to maximize profitability? Yeah, you know, uh, I check out your profile on LinkedIn for my dogs. Oh, good. <laughs> no, and, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I found that you founded many companies that were acquired. So you had to go to create this company to sell in one day or uh, uh, because of good proposition that you can't deny? <laughs> I think if you just create something where you're focusing on providing value to other people and you help them flourish, uh, you eventually create something that somebody really wants over time. And that's what we've done with our other, oh, I lost you for a second, but that's what we've done with our other, uh, with my other businesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry, I decided to, you know, my dogs love to take part on my podcast, but sometimes <laughs> uh, they biking a lot more than <laughs> they need. Okay, uh, let's talk about Amazon. Uh, can you tell how to uh, create the price? because uh, it's a main issue with many projects. Uh, it's not like to uh, decrease the price less than your competitors have. It's more about to uh, using price that, uh, you know, because, you know, uh, I think customers can change their heart and money with products if they feel that products cost more. But we have competition who also mm -hmm. uh, sell products. Can you tell how to create the right price that can satisfy customers intent that can compete with others on Amazon. Yeah. So let's just zoom out for one second and say that pricing in general on Amazon is very hard, right? Nobody knows what the optimal price is and it only happens through experimentation. So mm -hmm. if somebody ever tells you, oh, you need to just increase price, right? I think that's actually very, uh, 
a reckless and almost dangerous thing to share with somebody. So there's a lot of misinformation about pricing on Amazon specifically. It's not just one size fits all. And the pricing needs to be based in reality. So then the question is, well, how do you figure out what is the optimal price? And it's actually pretty hard to do, but you can do it manually. Uh, and the way that I would approach it if I'm a seller is I would essentially start just indexing and understanding, okay, for this specific ASIN, this product on Amazon, this is what our price was tracking your unit profitability for that product and then start adding signals to that product along with competition. And I'm happy to share more about that with you, but essentially mm -hmm. that's how I would approach it. Essentially start benchmarking and seeing and experimenting with what the optimal price is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, we can experiment, make tests when we have sales, when we have customers, but if you start from scratch, and you don't know uh, exactly uh, how to sell products. And uh, organic reach uh, is uh, competitive on Amazon. It doesn't mean that if you submit products, Amazon will list your products. Sometimes we need to pay for uh, paid marketing uh, to buy these ads. So can you tell what to do if you just start from scratch on Amazon? How yeah, I mean, so, I, so just to show you like the work that I've been doing is with Prophecy, specifically my new software company for, for private label sellers we're working with sellers that are already established and are on page one of Amazon already. So you're competing mm -hmm. on the search engine ranking page for page one. If you don't have a product and you're really new to this, I mean, traditionally speaking, sellers or brands would just look to see what the competition is providing, look to see how those listings are ineffective, analyze those listings and essentially market to market, to the market uh, price it to the market or your cost plus model. Right. That's sort of the traditional methodology of pricing. Now, if you have a competitive advantage or a moat, then you actually have some uniqueness to the product uh, that warrants a higher price point. And so I think there's a lot that's done around competitive intelligence and understanding what is the total market size that's available. Where are, uh, like if you look at the reviews, you can summarize reviews to see, okay, what are the positives, what are the negatives, designing around that and then pricing your product accordingly if it's solving for a problem or a pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Uh, okay, uh, can you tell how uh, it can impact to organic reach on Amazon? For example, if uh, I'm playing with different prices, testing this, uh, uh, Amazon can list in organic reach, uh, I mean like items that have expensive prices compared to others uh, or any insights about that? Yep. So Amazon loves uh, to be the lowest online, no matter what. So mm -hmm. they're tracking this. And if your price becomes too high, for example, there's the ability for it to be suppressed. So that's just another mechanism that if you're going to do this manually and you're not using a software like Prophecy, if you're going to track it manually, you have to build in suppression monitoring into the platform or into whatever you're building, whether it's a Google Sheet or whatever you're analyzing. Um, when at least when you onboard specifically and like you can do this manually again, you put in your min price and your match price that you're willing, that you're allowed, that you're allowing yourself to operate within. You're creating those boundaries for yourself and calibrating price at the right time, at the right day to the right customer, right? Looking at your conversion rates, looking at your impressions, looking at your click share that you have on a specific product on Amazon to eventually come up with the right price. And that price is constantly changing. So my viewpoint on pricing in general, just like Uber surge pricing, is that pricing is always dynamic. When you take an Uber, 
in Parkland, Florida, right? That Uber and that price changes from 4 a.m. in the morning to, to 10 to, to 4 p.m. It's constantly in flux because an Uber is worth different prices at different moments uh, based on supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember when my brother my brother told me, you know, please pick up me uh, in New Year, like for a few hours before New Year, uh, uh, because uh, when he check out how uh, does it cost on Uber, you know, to pay for this <laughs> taxi, and yeah, that was crazy price. So yeah, uh, it happens. Okay, but so uh, I was just talk- going back to track. I just want to go back to tracking for a second, right? When you create this mm-hmm. spreadsheet and you're tracking this. You have to mm-hmm. really understand how is your profit changing and mm-hmm. what happens to my profit when I change from X to Y? Because when you're changing price, the other thing that happens is you're changing velocity at the same time. And when you change velocity, there's something called BSR, your Amazon bestseller rank on Amazon, which is your competitive positioning. And that changes based on X to Y. And then your competitors change their BSR. So you're not operating inside of a vacuum, right? Your price has a butterfly effect on other listings on page one on Amazon, if you are on page one. So mm-hmm. then you have to understand who you're competing, competing against and bringing those signals. And if they change price, what's the impact to your product and how does it move? So I guess what I'm trying to share is that this could be complicated, right? And there's, there is a sole responsibility internally that I think a lot of people don't have, which is price intelligence. That could be that should be a massive focus for brands because the pricing is the smallest lever that can flow to the bottom line of your PL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, let's talk about, uh, for example, you know, uh, when I buy uh, iPhone, I can overprice because uh, I love this brand. Um, yeah, I have a lot of gadgets, MacBook, iPhone, AirPod. But once I compared, for example, um, I bought uh, AirPod Pro for $250. Uh, then I bought uh, Meizu, uh, the same uh, headphone, you know, uh, similar headphone, and for $40. No. Uh, and uh, I check out the difference between them and got it. Uh, for me, it's hard to find the difference. Uh, and But I overpriced. I, I'm ready to pay more for Apple. Uh, and um, uh, when I compare Apple Watch and uh, other watch, I don't remember exactly the brand, like some Chinese brand, but you know, I got it that Apple Watch is much better than this brand. So it, it depends on the product, item, and anything else. Can you tell how brands can, uh, I mean, like, uh, don't sell cheaper I, uh, to, you know, to create the feeling that your products cost this money if it's expensive, you know, compared to many other brands that we have online. Yeah. So I think a few things. One is like every brand thinks that they're Apple and they're not, right? Mm -hmm. So Apple has a premium cachet associated with it. Two is what's happening on Amazon is that there's a shift, uh, a shift from brands to commodities, meaning right now on Amazon, when you, people aren't necessarily searching Sony headphones any longer, they're searching uh, noise canceling headphones. They're searching the term and Amazon is feeding you uh, the optimal result based on the term that you're searching. And it's all generic terms that are being searched. So Amazon has like sort of done away with the brand or trying to dislodge the brand and making people search based on generic keywords. And how do you understand if you're buying a quality product or not? 
well, there's a couple of things on Amazon when you first order page one for noise canceling headphones. It's what does the image look like? What's the product? Is it prime? And what are the reviews and how many reviews? Right? Those are the five decisions that somebody uses to click into that product. And so that right away establishes whether or not a product is premium or not when you're searching for that specific keyword. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And do you have some specific checklist how to uh, create this uh, price? You know, or, or for example, if brands have many different items, very items, uh, products. So uh, any checklist that can help uh, brands to find the right price? Well, I, I think you have to create a baseline analysis mm -hmm. of your pricing per SKU and understand what your intention is. And there's there's the qualitative side, right? Analyzing your your own listing uh, and your competitor's listing. And there's the qualitative side, which is also understanding uh, the signals of your listings and how to monetize it to grind out the data to optimize for price. Mm -hmm. So it's an endless cycle of data mining to understand what the optimal price is. And it's really experimentation, right? I think that's really the most important piece of this is that there's no guru that's going to tell you uh, what the optimal price is, right? You have to learn from looking at your own data to understand what's your strategy and what price you want to implement to maximize. If you're are you trying to maximize profitability, are you trying to maximize your discoverability? What are you trying to maximize and having that intention and just starting with one specific skew and going from there? Mm -hmm. I think yeah. another idea is like, like I said, a lot of sellers aren't, don't have specific job titles associated with price intelligence. Right. So you need to be able to understand and connect your pricing discipline across your entire business because pricing affects sourcing. It affects listing optimization and conversion. It affects your PL at the end of the day. So being able to actually track this and monitor and see how your changes are impacting your PL and also making sure that you have the right intention behind you making changes to your price to make sure that everybody is aligned and that pricing is front and center because everyone's changing their ad spend on Amazon right now, but nobody's actually changing price. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> pricing decisions are affecting 100% your profit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's uh, talk more about Amazon. Uh, can you tell, uh, for example, you know, um, I spoke with many Amazon experts who spend many years on Amazon uh, by optimizing products, uh, prices. Can you tell your unique selling proposition? For example, why your services are better to compare many other uh, consultants or companies that we have online? So any insights about why people need to cooperate with you? Well, firstly, there isn't. we don't have any... So repricing in general on Amazon has been happening for a very long time, right? Mm -hmm. And so these repricers are mainly built for something called resellers, people that buy a product from a distributor and sell it online. And those repricers live and die by the buy box. For us at Prophecy, we live and die by the search engine ranking page on Amazon. So we're built for private label sellers. We don't support arbitrage or resellers. And our system is like hitting the simple easy button that you'd buy at Staples, right? You give us your min, you give us your max, and you give us your cost of goods sold, and we do the rest. We're using AI, and I don't know if you're leveraging AI in your business right now, but AI is kind of a hot topic. And we're, we're, we built a proprietary AI, um, AI model that makes the decisions for you, the most optimal decision 
bridging that gap internally in your business to make as much money for you as possible at the right time. So delivering you the right perfect price, the right time without affecting your discoverability. And nobody is doing that in this space. So we're, we're in a very unique position in this space. Nice. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, about AI because, uh, uh, no, I'm going even not going. Yeah. We are doing that right now. We are updating our tool with AI. Uh, and so you're, you're updating what with AI? Uh, our tool, we have our tool, website audit. For example, if you add website to our tool, uh, it helps to generate text uh, information, for example, title, descriptions. Uh, and uh, it's not like the complete product. It takes time, you know, to edit, but uh, you can save so much time by editing, not to writing from scratch, creating uh, some pages. And uh, I found uh, when you use AI, uh, you have... Uh, sometimes not accurate data you know uh, even often uh, and it takes time to uh, you know to analyze this data and uh, check out manually or fix manually something can you tell for example if you use ai uh, but you know uh, creating the right price i think many factors can impact and ai use data of course they use data but how it's accurate and do we need to check out manually because I can't rely, for example, 100% to AI content or text. I need to analyze to think, yep. okay, that's that's great or not. Any insights about that? Yeah, so I have a lot of insights on it. And I believe that supervised AI is the proper approach. And this is what we use at Prophecy. So AI can take you uh, as far as you need to go. And then we use, we have like manual oversight looking over price decisions to make sure that these are the most optimal decisions for your business. And I think mm -hmm. whether it's you're doing, and I think you can use AI for a lot of things, right? You can use AI for pricing, you can use it for ads, you can use it for supply chain management, you can use it for optimizing a listing page or auditing a listing page, right? Whether it's on Amazon or off Amazon, but it's like what you put in is what you get out of it. So if you're putting in crappy prompts, or if you're if you're starting off on the wrong foot, you're never going to pull the right stuff out of the system. And then on top of that, if you're actually lazy and you're not editing whatever you get out of that, right? I think it's going to have a, a pretty large impact. Uh, so for us at Prophecy, I can speak to me and I can speak to how I'm using ChatGPT. Is we have supervised model that we've built where essentially the AI is coming up with the optimal pricing for you at different times of the day dynamically. And on top of that, we have a whole team of data scientists that are looking at the results for you to make sure that those results are accurate and proper. Mm -hmm. It's like driving a Tesla, right? Tesla has a self-driving feature, right? It'll protect you from getting into an accident, but you still have your hands on the wheel, right? You're still behind the front seat. Yeah, because of law, <laughs> it's not only, yeah, uh, uh, Tesla have the system, but you can't drive without, uh, you know, I don't know, without manually checking <laughs> how it works because, yeah. Correct. And so law. that's how I view AI. That's how I view AI now that it doesn't, we're only in the first inning of AI, meaning we are just scratching the surface. And I'll tell you that there's going to be some pretty massive changes into the future of how we work as business owners. Uh, and it's going to affect every creative, every field. It's going to touch every aspect of our life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Okay, let's talk about 
common mistakes. Can you list mistakes that companies still do by creating prices on Amazon and how to find a much better way? I mean, right now, everybody, so um, let's see. Right now, everybody is manually doing pricing, right? And mm -hmm. most brands aren't changing price. That's the biggest challenge is that nobody's changing pricing. And so if you're not changing price, but you're just changing ad spend, there's actually like key mistakes and observations that are happening there. And so you're typically left with bloated pricing and pricing that's not aligned to value in the market. So these are massive mistakes if you're just setting your price and forgetting it. And if you're looking at your PPC spend, let's just say you're spending $10,000 a month and you have a budget of spending that much money a month. Like you would never not optimize that, right? You have money on the line, $10,000 every month that should be optimized to make sure that maybe you're not advertising on the wrong keywords. There's probably a lot of wasted spend there you can optimize around, but nobody's actually optimizing pricing. And pricing is the quickest lever to unlock massive profit growth and nobody is changing it. So it's, it's a major blind spot in how people are pricing their products today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, and like nobody knows if it's, am I priced under my competitors? Am I priced over my competitors? Nobody knows if they're optimally priced. And just because you price a price, a product today, doesn't mean it's the optimal price tomorrow because there's a knock on effect. Your price today affects your orders tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And your orders tomorrow affects your BSR today. So that's why, like I was doing this initially. The reason why I built Prophecy is I have my own e-com business and I had sold my previous company. I'm sitting there and I'm trying to make more money in my company. I'm like, wait, why, why are we doing things the way that we're doing them, right? Why is it that nobody changes price? Well, people have fear around changing price. They don't know what the optimal price is. They don't, there's too many signals on Amazon to figure out what is your optimal price? It's just data overload, right? Over analysis paralysis. And so I've been building a model for the past year with an amazing team, by the way, to figure out how do we price to value? How do we day part pricing in a way where we're maximizing profit for brands on Amazon? Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. interesting. Okay, uh, let's talk about, you know, uh, I often see uh, discounts on Amazon. It can impact uh, to buy products or not. Uh, for example, or I see when, uh, you know, uh, some numbers like uh, 0.99, something like this. So can you tell how it's important to do the same that uh, like best practices that we have today uh, when you create your price? All right, so you're talking about like the psychology of pricing, like uh, ending yeah, in 95 yeah, or yeah. 99 or 97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So our so see, so this is also part of why AI is very important, right? Because it can take billions of lines of data and make decisions for you. Mm -hmm. So I, I, by the way, I hear your birds chirping in the background. That's beautiful. So, <laughs> so, so um, it nobody knows whether or not a garlic press should be selling at 95 cents, 97 cents, or 99 cents, or even 25 cents or 33 cents, right? These numbers are arbitrary. So mm -hmm. one way to do it manually, if you're not using prophecy, is to just test yourself, like test the price and see if that, if your thesis has an impact. It's like A-B testing almost. Mm -hmm. And the, the problem with that is it's just not scalable. So what we, what I, what I do at prophecy and how we do is we have something called a hyper learning phase. 
So what do you do? Like, let's just say you were to join Facebook right now and Facebook has an algorithm and they, they need to know what to serve you. In order to know what to, what to serve you as a Facebook user, they need to know your followers. They need to know what you like, what you comment on, where you dwell on what videos. There needs to be something to like chew on, like some red meat to chew on. And if Facebook doesn't have that, they're lost. So what we do at Prophecy is we actually have a hyper learning phase for the first 30 days of using our software. We change and oscillate pricing to see how the market reacts and how Amazon.com reacts to price changes. And we take those patterns and we supercharge it in our model. So every ESIN gets their own proprietary model and it's self-learning and those learnings compound over time. And that, Anatoly, is the beauty of AI. It's self-improving. It learns by itself mm -hmm. and gets better over time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I found this. Yeah, uh, I I always use some tools, and yeah, I like to teach AI <laughs> how to create results. Okay, Chad, I have the question. You know, I have some uh, students in my network who are looking for ways how to learn, what to do today, and many of them uh, scare AI. They think that AI can replace them uh, because if they start to learn something wrong <laughs> today, and AI can replace them. So, any insights? For students who wanna grow, who wanna find a great way, uh, can you tell how to uh, start learning about uh, pricing in Amazon today? For example, if you do it from scratch, if you're gonna do it from scratch and you have a first, if you have no product, then yeah. you need to look at your competition on the market, see what they're pricing it at, and look at their reviews. And by the way, this is a great useful use case for ChatGPT. You can export your reviews from ChatGPT uh, of a competitor and you can have it summarize the positives and the negatives of the reviews. Those negatives are opportunities for you to actually innovate on in your product research. And so if you have no product, I would start there in understanding what do people hate about the product and how can you make that product better and turn those negatives into feature benefits for your own product. So that's if you have no product, right? And you have to understand if you have the margin uh, ready to be able to actually maximize uh, the opportunity on Amazon for those for that product segment. But if you have a product, you can do the same thing. And then you start, you create a spreadsheet around, okay, this is our price. This is what our, our net margin profile that we want to, uh, to hit is. This is our competitor's price. My thesis is if we go up in price, we will sell more or less units, whatever your thesis is, and then start tracking that on a daily basis. That's how, that's how you do it. You just use the data to drive decision-making. And that's exactly what AI does. It uses data and it does it at scale. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Okay. Uh, let's talk about your software. Can you tell how it's user-friendly, simple to understand? Because uh, uh, many people, you know, including me, uh, it's hard to learn something new, you know, how to adapt. And uh, many uh, companies, e-commerce companies, they have some CRM, uh, their systems. How to integrate uh, systems that they have with your software? Uh, any insights about that? Yeah, so essentially, you know, our... This is not my first rodeo in the software space. And so it's all about creating a beautiful UI that people can understand that's self-service. 
And that's how we've designed the software. So like I said earlier, it's like hitting the yes button. You integrate to the Amazon API, the Seller Central API through our software. You click a button, you integrate to the Amazon Ads API, and then you put in your min price, your match price. So you create boundaries and then you put in your cost of goods sold and we do the rest. So our algorithm is doing the rest. And then we're having monthly meetings with you to show you progress and learnings that we've discovered through changing pricing for you as a brand on Amazon and showing you results, mm -hmm. right? Which is like our objective is, is to maximize profit for you. So we're showing you your contribution profit at a company level and on an ASIN level for the ones that we're working on to maximize your profitability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I have the question about uh, Crunchbase. You know, I see that you uh, got fund like two three million dollars so can you tell uh for someone who is looking now to uh start their projects you know and get some investment any insights how you found this money you know <laughs> who believe in your products any tips for that uh, i'm happy to share an experience so luckily you know i've, I've now built and sold a couple of businesses and so if you mm -hmm. go back to stubana specifically Stubana, the software's uh, value proposition was very precise. It was, hey, we want to be a online operation platform to synchronize. When you sell something on Amazon, we update eBay. When you sell something on eBay, we update Shopify, et cetera. And we, I didn't have a track record back then. So what did I do? I made a list of the top 10 people that just, I wanted to get involved in this project. And mm -hmm. I would, they're smart investors that would add credibility to this business. And I sent, I sent an email out to 10 high-profile people, a very thoughtful email, and one person responded back. And that person was Brian Lee. He started mm -hmm. LegalZoom, Shoe Dazzle, uh, Art of Sport with Kobe Bryant, um, a few others. I think uh, Honest Company with Jess Alba. And he was like, hey, dude, I'm in. This is an amazing idea. This is great. So he believed in the product early. So if you're out there right now and listening to this podcast and you have an idea and you're looking for people to believe in you, you just have to knock on enough doors and do your research. And you knock on enough doors, one door will open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. And, you know, it's interesting. Now, uh, let's talk about outreach and the right investors. As you did, you know, you sent. 10 messages, one replied, and uh, that was success. Uh, I think that's great, you know, 10%. Uh, it's awesome result. Can you tell about personalization? What kind of words have you used on this email? How you uh, convinced? Because, you know, uh, busy people who have money, uh, they have no time to read all these emails. We get like plus uh, 100 emails a day, you know. Um, uh, I, I usually start my day by cleaning my email inbox to send uh, many emails to spam inbox. So any insights, uh, what kind of personalization have you used? And yeah. do, did you have connection with him before sending this email? Nope, no connection at all. Just a very thoughtful email, a research email. I think every investor, especially if they're busy, because they're getting pitched all the time. The most important question you can answer for this person is, how am I going to make you rich? So some people say, oh, I want to take you to coffee. Like coffees, I can go take myself to coffee, right? We're, everyone's very busy. 
And so the key question is, how can I make you rich if you invest in my business? And I think if you can answer that in email and articulate it in a really nice and elegant way, I think that's the start of a good relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Love it. Love it. Um, and I have the final question. Let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. What will you do today to learn more about Amazon pricing? Uh, to learn more about Amazon pricing? Like what would I do today to learn more about Amazon pricing? Yeah, yeah. If you started from scratch, but uh, you want to jump on this field now to uh, create software for companies to help others. Uh, so uh, what will you do today? Hmm. I would probably start an Amazon business, right? And see, I would go through the steps. I would, there's, there's those that know the way and there's those that walk the way. And I think walking the way is the most important to starting a business. Like just don't just talk about it. Don't just teach it, but actually take your learnings and deploy that and see what it's like when you're actually in the field working and operating. And so the reason why I think I've been so successful in the space has been I have an e-commerce business and I use that business to feed other ideas that I have. Like I experienced, I stubbed my toe in this business and I'm like out, like I scratched my head and I'm like, why does it have to be that way? Why is it that nobody changes prices? Why is it that no software manages inventory? Why is it that there's no Amazon conference that's building a community that's out there for people to learn from each other? And so I think if you're, I think it's most important to scratch an itch and use your, they call it dog fooding, right? Use your own business to scratch that itch to come up with new ideas. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Encouragement. Okay, Chet, it's a big pleasure to get in my show, to learn from you, tell our audience the best way how to reach out to you, how to learn more about you, how to follow you. Yeah. So please feel free to use my email. It's chat at prophecy.com. That's P-R-O-F-A-S-E-E.com. That's my personal email. And I'm frequently posting stuff on LinkedIn. Today, for example, I just posted a free SOP on LinkedIn of how to integrate ChatGPT to your Slack channel. Uh, so I'm posting on LinkedIn all the time. You can follow me there. You can follow me on Twitter as well. Uh, it's just Chad Rubin. You can find me quite easily. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, you can find these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Guys, you need to follow Chad on LinkedIn. Uh, you need to write to him. Uh, but awesome email, not like, like uh, template, <laughs> just personalize as maximum as possible if you want to cooperate with chat. Okay, guys, thanks for watching and listening to us. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.